Yeah, my name is Arlen Bruce the third, two-time Great Cup champion. I represent Kansas 913. It's been a pleasure to be on this great show. I only touch greatness. Looking for the most beers on tap? Great steaks, great staff. Head over to the John B Pub. We got the best beers, steaks, chicken wings, nachos in town. Come see us at the John B Pub. The John B Pub, the best bar in town. Come sign up for our football pool. Say hey, St. Yu. The number one sports podcast in Vancouver with Ryan Hayes and Big Mike. Ryan Hayes and Big Mike are taking over the podcast scene in Vancouver. Get down or lay down. Lay down. Lay down. setting game 16 catches over 270 yards here a season ago and here Arlen Bruce working against James Patrick who hasn't spent a lot of time at that halfback position has played primarily free safety a little bit of Sam linebacker for the Riders this year Arlen Bruce gets in behind him good non-verbal communication between quarterback and receiver as Lule was on the scramble a little bit there Lule goes over the top to Bruce 100 yard catch and run on the play as the high school football season approaches, we remember how crazy last season truly was. Among the many challenges was transfer eligibility issues. Remember when Arlen Bruce of Ankeny was stuck on the sidelines? 
Bruce was ruled ineligible to start the season and missed the Hawks' first five games. But when he finally became eligible, Bruce dominated for Ankeny, scoring 13 touchdowns in just seven games. Bruce also came up with the interception that sealed Ankeny's overtime win over Dowling in the state semifinals, ending the Maroons' run of seven straight state championships and propelling Ankeny to the state title which they won about a week later. Bruce enrolled early at the University of Iowa and was on hand for spring ball to start learning the playbook. Bruce, now wearing number 10, is seen as a potential impact freshman for the Hawkeyes, and he certainly earned it with all he's been through. Doing what we did and, and just winning that state championship the way we did and then coming here, I mean, it, it was, the past year has been, it's been crazy, but it's been great, you know. Um, Transition here like a, two months after the game, it, it's been awesome. And having Brody here now, I mean, I couldn't ask for anything more. If you want to play early, I definitely come early. And that's definitely why I came. If I came in uh, the summer, I wouldn't be where I am right now. And coming into fall camp, I knew I knew what was expected. I had to be consistent, and, you know, um, just listen to the guys that are older than me, listen to Coach Copeland, and just, just keep doing that and stay on that path. Yeah, I'm currently in Edmonton right now. Okay. Yeah. Is, 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 that where, is that where you've been? Is that where you've been living uh, since your off seasons? No, actually, uh, when I finished playing for Montreal, I moved back to Vancouver, where I won a championship there, and uh, I just lived in Vancouver. Got started working in the film industry, and uh, got familiar with Vancouver. Love the beaches and the mountains and the. It was amazing. When I got traded there, I felt like I, I, I added 20 more years to my life. So uh, <laughs> I just uh, had, a, had a family out there and stayed in Vancouver. But now I'm currently in Edmonton because of business. Oh, Working okay. with a major water company. Oh, there you go. Okay. Oh, there you go. Okay, okay. We're going to check that killer. out. Yeah, we'll have to get some custom labeling for you for some water and things like that. Yeah, yeah that'd be that'd sweet. Be that be sweet. Yeah. So basically, big Mike. <laughs> yeah. That this Thank is, you very much. Uh, thank big, you very much this, for taking the time for us. Yeah. Holy, Mike. Oh <laughs> man, thanks for having me, bro. This is amazing. I only touch greatness. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are we, uh, Mike? Are you, Mike? Am I lagging here, or like, am I just talking over you, or what was happening right there? Yeah, it's just lagging a little bit, but it's fine. It's all good. We're okay. we're going. Okay. So, let's uh, get started. Yeah, we'll get started here. We're just going to ask you a bunch of press, uh, questions about your career and uh, football and what you're up to nowadays, so we'll get started. No problem. Uh, so, born in KC, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, childhood and uh, when you started playing football and what other sports you played growing up. Oh, uh, yeah. Olathe, Kansas. You know, Darren Sproles, him and I went to the same high school. He's a little younger than me, but if you can give, give you a little... Uh, background about Olathe, Kansas. It's a well-known community for football. Olathe North High School is a school I went to in Olathe. Shout out to the 913 and the 816. You see me represent Kansas City. Yeah. You know, a Chiefs alumni. So, you know, the season's starting up soon. So, grew up grew up a big Chiefs fan from uh, growing up in Kansas. 
But uh, I started playing football when I was about nine years old. They wanted me to do something else besides trying to hang with the big kids. So they said, we got to get you in Little League football or something. Get you you trying to hang with the 17-year-olds and the 18-year-olds and you eight, nine years old. So they were like, you got to get you in something where you're doing something with your your, your age group. So uh, they put me in football. I didn't really like it at first. I was a fan of basketball. I always told my mother I was going to go to the NBA. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so that was my dream. So I didn't really fall in love with football until I started meeting a lot of high-end celebrities. That's when I would start taking it seriously when I uh, – before I got to high school and junior high and then high school, I was meeting some, you know, Chiefs players, seeing them on a regular. So that inspired me to say, you know what? These guys get treated like gods. I want to, I want to be like this one day, you know, man. And I always, and then, so when I started playing little league football, uh, I started getting a name, making a name for myself for making people miss and, uh, they couldn't catch me, and I was known in the neighborhood for running fast in the neighborhood, and and uh, the word got out, and I just stuck with it all through high school. And the high school I went to was known for running backs and linebackers and great football players in the community. And uh, so I stuck with it. I signed with KU my junior year in high school. Um, I, my my grade from ninth grade to twelfth grade wasn't wasn't uh, sufficient so I, I ended up having a 2.44 and I needed a 2.5 to go D1 so I didn't oh. make it so I went to junior college to Hutchinson Community College and went there for two seasons and at this time Glenn Mason was a coach at KU that was a big I, I love Glenn Mason he uh, got fired while I was at junior college and went to University of Minnesota and recruited me all over again so the connection came right back from him going from Kansas to Minnesota and that marriage uh, re rekindled and uh, I made history at University of Minnesota against Penn State. Uh, they still talk about their game to this day when Penn State was number two team in the country and we went there to play them and we beat them. I made the, I made the fourth and 16 kiss to put us in position to win the game on a 10-yard field goal. And that, and we went to the bowl game that year. So ever since then, then I had tryouts. I had a private workout with the Kansas City Chiefs before the, the 2000 draft. And I, I killed the workout. And they called me the next day, the, the sun, the last day of the draft, and asked me if I still wanted to play. So, and, um, and I went to Kansas City. And at this time, there were so many great players. I knew I would never get a chance to play. I mean, I had guys like my my mentor was Andre Rising. Hats off to oh, Andre wow. Rising. That was my big brother. He would pick me up every day, take me to the field. This was before training camp started. Because, you know, NFL training camps go two and a half months or longer sometimes. I had Gunther Cunningham, one of the toughest coaches in the NFL. So we had three days at one point. Uh, <laughs> so I was at training camp with the Kansas City Chiefs, and Andre Rising was calling me the first round draft pick because I was out there just doing my thing, just natural. I was still learning how to play receiver because my junior year, uh, my junior year at Minnesota, I converted to receiver because the running back, they brought me up there to play running back in Minnesota, but the running back had the best year of his life. <laughs> and, I, and I told the coach, I said, man, I cannot just stand on the sidelines. I got to get in the field. I said, I'll change positions if I have to. 
So he said, you want to change positions? I said, yes. So I told the coach I want to play receiver. And my senior year, I worked on it all spring and winter and got better at it. And when I stood up, when the Kansas City Chiefs brought me in as a free agent, I stood up and said, I introduced myself and what school I went to. And I said, running back and receiver. And they had so many running backs. The receiver coach said, we want him. We'll take him. Because that's what the private workout was for. They brought me in as a receiver uh, before uh, about a month before the draft. And I just stuck okay. and I, I met Warren Moon. Warren Moon told me about the CFL. Because okay. he would always say, Bruce, every day. Because his locker was like literally an arm's length wrench of my locker during training camp. And uh, and he and he and I just asked him about the CFL. I said my dad was a big fan of yours, and he talked about the Canadian Football League. And he used to tell me stories, man. And I just thought about the CFL while I was in the NFL most of the time. It was crazy. Now that I look back at it, and uh, when I got released, it was a great experience with the Kansas City Chiefs. They released me, and I was going to go back to college and get my degree, my my bachelor's degree. And uh, also, the, the basketball coach in Minnesota was going to let me try out for the basketball team. Oh, and, wow. Uh, but, yeah, but the Chiefs caught me back a week before I was going to go back to college and brought me back on the roster. And then I uh, ended the season on the practice roster. So it was a great experience. But then I said, you know what? I don't want to live this lifestyle. I was a hometown kid, hero, going back to Kansas City, playing for Kansas City. It was, it was a lot of pressure. <laughs> So I said, you know what? I'm going to go to Canada because Warren Moon told me about it. I was going to go to Saskatchewan first, but Winnipeg was my first choice. My second choice, actually, and I stuck with my second choice. And uh, that was when I, I, I used to go to Canadian stadiums late at night and sit in the stands. Like, is this what I really want to do? Yeah. And then <laughs> and it was. It really was because it, it was a different type of experience. The fans love you more than the NFL. You're not just a number. And that's what I loved about Canada. That's what brought me back many times over and over. And then when I was at Winnipeg for two seasons, I got re- I uh, got called back to the NFL. But in between times I was playing the CFL, I was always getting calls from the NFL to come back. I went to Buffalo, Detroit, Tampa three times, Atlanta. I worked out for six, seven different teams. But I just – it never really – I didn't want to just be a number. So uh, yeah. So I went to the 49ers for a season and a half was a starting kick return perm returner there. And uh, the, the the receiver coach went to the Detroit Lions and tried to get me to go there. But the Toronto Argonauts said, we'll give you a signing bonus, a big signing bonus to come to us. So that was an 04, you know, won a great cup in 04. Somebody actually stole my great cup ring, my 2004 really? great cup ring. Yeah. Oh, really? So I, I told David Simmons and Sokolowski when they owned the Argonauts, it happened. They never replaced it, but uh, hmm. that's another story. We'll have to. Be, then I yeah. came back, came back, man. And Canada is where it's at, man. I'm we'll have to Canada. keep our eye out on the Facebook Marketplace for that. Come on now, Holy Touch Greatness. Come on now, let's find that ring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No so kidding. you obviously you you obviously picking Winnipeg. You ain't scared of mosquitoes or the cold. No, I love Winnipeg. You know, Winnipeg was right near Minnesota. That's why I enjoyed it. Because I can go okay. to the Mall of America, you know, on the, my off days or the long weekend or something like that. And so I, I got I, – I played in the Dome in Minnesota, so I got used to that crazy weather, though. Yeah. You know, going to school there. So when I got to Winnipeg, I was loving playing in the sleet, the snow, <laughs> the rain, and the hell at the same time one game. So I was like, oh, man, this is amazing. 
I wouldn't want to be a fan in it, but I was loving playing a player in it. Yeah, yeah. And we got a buddy of ours, actually, that is one of our co-hosts. He's in Kansas City. So this, he'll, be, he'll be showing this to all the people in Kansas City. I meant, meant to throw that in earlier. His name's Prince Allen. Oh, man, that's what's happening. Shout out to the 816, the 913, the 785. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's amazing. You should be looking out for my son, Arlen Broster Ford. You probably want to get him on an interview. Yeah, we do. So, yeah, let's do yeah. it. Absolutely. He's, uh, Absolutely. He'll be a freshman at the University of Iowa, the Hawkeyes, Big Ten Conference. Their yeah. first game is in the next next week, actually. Okay. Okay, well, yeah. let's, line, let's, line, let's line it up. Let's get him on here. Yeah, y'all gotta reach out to him. He's a hard guy to get in contact. He's a hey. he's a baller. He's a baller. There you go. That's that that happens. The uh, if you could sit down for dinner with three people, say, or you're inviting a dream dinner party, and you could invite three people dead or alive, who would you invite? Well, definitely Michael Jordan. Yeah, I've always been a fan of Michael Jordan. I, I used to think Michael Jordan was the only person that could dunk growing up. <laughs> and uh that's one person and i would have to say uh like a real historic individual which would this i'm glad we can fantasize on this show yeah <laughs> uh Tep, the great okay. master the person that brought the master off to build the pyramids over in egypt Tep, the great doctor the great yeah scientist the great you know, and uh, another person would probably be, um, it'd be a female. There's yeah, a couple right? of females that I've always wanted to meet um, um, that, that aren't in politics or not even really celebrities, but like, uh, like, like a Maya Angelou. Okay. 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 Yeah, those three people would probably inspire me. But there's uh, so many other people that's out there, my, you know, like for John F. Kennedy, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's we've never actually heard that one before. But, yeah, but for example, I always go with uh, Tupac, Seth Rogen, because he'd be funny. Uh, and then for some I, – I always say Hulk Hogan first, but then if I have to pick some eye candy, if I had to pick some eye candy, I always go with Shakira or I'm starting to like the Blake Lively pick. Who is that? Blake Lively? Yeah, Ryan Reynolds is his wife. I haven't seen her. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're going to want, want to. <laughs> <laughs> I always go with uh, Chad Ochocinco because I'm a Bengals fan. And uh, and then I always usually go with Muhammad Ali and uh, Wayne Gretzky. Oh, yeah, that's phenomenal, man. Yeah. That's been inspirational. Uh, so <laughs> Absolutely. So with your time with the 49ers, uh, what was it like playing with uh, T.O.? Oh, man, I got a story about T.O., man. Me and T.O. are actually homeboys. I went to his house in uh, Latonia, Georgia, in the offseason, and he has a full-court gym in his in his house, like a basketball NBA court. And I beat him on his own court, and he's still mad at me to this day. <laughs> <laughs> I came to his house – I came to his house. I said, hey, man, I'm in your city, man. What's happening? He's like, yeah, come through. He lived right next door to Kelly Price. And I hit his cold when I got there. I had one of my partners with me. Then, uh, And uh, I said, man, yeah, we're going over to T.O.'s house. He was like, man, we're going over to T.O.'s house? I'm like, yeah, man, calm down. It's all good. It's just my teammate, man. It's okay. 
he's cool, man. He's he's an arrogant person, but he's cool. It's all good. Uh, so we get in there, I buzz a call. I'm like, I'm like, hey, one, I'm here, man. What's happening? He's like, all right, come down, such and such. You know, I get to his house. He got this big statue of himself <laughs> in the front when you come in <laughs> of his six pack. But yeah, man, he's cool. Tio's cool, man. He's a hard working guy. Him, him, and Andre Rising are probably the hardest working receivers I ever been like professional guy. Andre Rising should be a Hall of Famer, man. Guarantee you. Tio's absolutely. I so, thinking. I mean, just his knowledge of the game is just uh, amazing. You can't worry about what he did in the off-field, off but him as a as a football player is amazing That's for his true. size. We were like, yeah. But T.O., it was T.O., there's a picture. Uh, there's a picture that I have on my Instagram page. There's a picture. It's Brandon Lloyd, myself, T.O., Cedric Wilson, Ty Streets, Arnez Battle. It was us six. I think that nice. picture's still in the locker room. But it was right us on. six, man. We was killing it, man. And uh, you know, they used to they man, I used to kill a man plumber and Jason Webster, man. They, I wanted I remember he got twenty nine million and then he came out to practice the one on ones and I was out there. It was like, who was this guy from the CFL out here killing? <laughs> you know, but what happened to me is what hurt me, what hurt me and, and I blame myself is that I never had nobody work with me on catching punts. It was just all raw talent. So when I got to the NFL, you know, those punts are not regular punts. <laughs> no. You know, you up there like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. It still ain't coming down. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't have the technique until I got benched. When I got benched, then I learned the technique and took that talent to back to Canada, and I never went back. But, uh, I was yeah, it was a great experience. And I was actually in San Francisco the night I bought a T.O. jersey the night that uh, he ran to the Dallas Cowboys star. I was I, I was in I was in San Fran at Fisherman's Wharf buying a fucking 49ers uh, Terrell Owens jersey. Yeah, hey, Ryan, turn up your volume. I can barely hear you. So I see you're a big Seahawks fan. Are you a Bengals fan? He, I'm not I a am, I'm not I a Bengals am. fan. Mike's a Bengals fan. I'm a Bengals yeah. fan. Unfor unfortunately, I'm, I'm used to losing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like the receiver y'all got though. Yeah, Jamar Chase or uh, T. Yeah. Chase. They say he reminds me of me. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Hey, yeah. I, I hope so. I hope so. He hasn't he hasn't yeah. caught shit in the preseason. It looks like he's scared to catch the ball. So I hope he turns it around. Oh man. What a, what yeah, a I like the quarterback too, though. Burrow. Yeah, Joe Burrow. Yeah, he's good. He's good. Yeah, Heisman winner, right? Didn't he win the Heisman? Yeah, yeah. That's right. And what about Mike? You know, already Seattle. You know, already Seattle's always they always in the mix somehow. Yeah. Russell Wilson would not go away, will he? Nope. <laughs> no. I love that guy, but D and yeah. of course DK Metcalf's my favorite. Yeah, that boy's a baller. He's not even Did you, uh, yet. Yeah. Exactly. Did you ever uh, get the chance to play with your cousin, uh, Isaac? No, he, we played against each other when I first came into the league in 03 with the 49ers. We met, and uh, he's a distant cousin. He's like a third oh, okay. cousin out of Fort okay, Lauderdale, okay. Florida. But, yeah, um, when we played the Rams when I was with the Niners, it was a great conversation, just an introduction. But I have some – if you look up the history of uh, 
I have some real historical events going on with myself right now with the Bruce Beach property in Manhattan Beach. Okay. Have you heard of the Bruce's Beach property in Manhattan Beach? No, I haven't. Can't say I have. Yeah. No. Yeah, if you get a chance, just Google Bruce's Beach. Uh, I'm a direct descendant. Of the, that's my great-great-grandfather's land that was stolen from him 100 years ago, and they're giving the land back. I'm a direct descendant. So we're working on that. That's uh, September 10th. They're going to be giving the land back. It's worth over $75 million of land. Shaquille O'Neal wow. lives on the on the beachfront property now. Oh. Uh, building a resort? But, uh, excuse me? Are you building a resort? Well, it's already a beachfront property. It's already, okay. if you, you if you get a chance, check out Bruce's yeah. Beach. It's, it's very historical. Yeah, it will. Yeah. It's, wow. Uh, I'll definitely check that out. That's sweet. I need a vacation. Yeah, man. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, come <laughs> hang out at my beach. Yeah. <laughs> so where are you guys located? We're in Vancouver. Like Coquitlam. We're both in Vancouver. Oh, cool. Yeah, okay. So this company I'm working with, uh, is the, the the founders are out of uh, White Rock. Okay. Uh, oh, Jack, really? Jack, Jack and Louise is called BLK, Balance, Love, and Kindness, Black Water. Black water. Okay. okay. Sweet. Yeah. Right on. It's, we'll it's, al it's, alka it's alkaline water. Oh, right on. Okay. So it's good for you then. It's got all the good shit. Yeah. That's right. Awesome. Um, I, I have my business cards right here. I, I, I don't know how I can get them to you. I think I, I, hey, I can you send know you some on we know, we'll, we'll talk off air on how to exchange uh, a number that we or a way to send you a a picture to get autographed and we'll send it back. You can throw some cards in. Yeah. We'll get, we'll get some custom label for your soul. Cause your soul seemed like this could really be a big thing once a week. Oh yeah. yeah. Should, you should hear some of the names that we've had on here, but if I ran on, we, we've done 385 episodes in a year. So we're basically one a day and every one of them's been a big name. Oh man. Thank you, man. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, that's why. Uh, yeah, I, I lost. I, I had. I was talking to you a while back, and then we kind of just lost contact. And I was like, "Oh man, we still haven't had him on yet." I was telling Ryan a couple of days ago, and then finally, I shot you back another message, and we we hooked up. So I'm pretty pumped we got you on here. Yes, sir. Let's see how good your memory is. Uh, taking you back to your first uh, CFL touchdown. I think my first CFL touchdown was in Toronto. I think I had a pair of Jordans on because they had that turf field. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, okay. Right I, had, I had the Jordans with the uh, – I think they came and uh, they had the little strap that goes over the whole shoe. And you oh, yeah. It on, yeah, yeah. The black yeah. and red ones. <laughs> I think that was okay. in Toronto in 2001. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, winning both the Super Bowls, the 92nd and the 99th. Uh, Great Does one stick out – oh, sorry – Great cup, stupid. Uh, does one stick out more than the other? Yeah, it does. the The two thousand four was great because I I left the NFL and came up to the CFL half the season and won a championship. That was uh that was kind of a bittersweet feeling because I was just learning the guys, but I didn't get to learn. I didn't get to know my players that well because it was everything was like, hey, we got a game, we got a game. It wasn't. Like training camp, I didn't go through training camp with them. You know what I'm saying? So I came in the middle, but I still represented it when I got there. I did what I was supposed to do. But 2011, uh, 
I went to the worst team in the league. <laughs> <laughs> and we turned it around. I mean, oh, yeah, definitely. Before I got there. Yeah, Juan you guys were like 0-6, weren't you? Yeah. Well, see, I was with the Hamilton Ticats. And, yeah. uh, and we played BC Lions, I think, like week six, week five or something like that. And I happened to go out that night in Vancouver. We went to – we went to uh, – we stayed at Fairmont on Georgia. Yeah. And then we went to O-Bar to have drinks with uh, Jarius Jackson, Corey Banks, Dante Marsh. Our guy. A few other guys, Iraqi. Uh, and they were they were like, hey, man, we heard you were getting traded. They was trying to trade you. I was like, the Ticats? They was like, yeah, bro, the word is out. They're trying to trade you. It's like, if they don't want you, we'll take you, bro. We want you here. And I was like, bro, thank you for telling me. I didn't even know. I had no idea. So we get back to Hamilton, and I go to Bob Obilovich's and Marcel Belfay's office, and I said, hey, I heard you guys were trying to trade me. Is this true? And he was like, no, that's just the media trying to get a story in the paper. And you know, the next day they said, oh, we talked to Wally. We're going to trade you to BC. Yeah. <laughs> And I said, okay, okay, okay. I didn't really want to be in Hamilton. I'm gonna be honest with you. It was, yeah, it's was tough living in Hamilton. I bet you never packed a, your bags. Awesome. I, I bet you never packed your bags that fast. Oh man, I got out of there. I, was, I got out of there so quick. I had everything <laughs> shipped out there. Yeah, just buy and everything. I said, you, I said, you guys just sent me closer to the Grey Cup, and they built a six hundred million dollar stadium. Thank you, thank yeah. you. <laughs> With the roof, <laughs> and because uh, I played, I played that last game at Empire Field. You know, oh right, yeah. The jerseys away. Okay, so yeah, I got over there. Travis Moore, Travis Moore, uh, Jack Chapelain. Those guys really, really, really took the time and showed me the playbook after being zero and eight or one and six or whatever they were. Wally was talking about we hit rock bottom. We don't know what we're gonna do. And I came over there and just dove in the playbook and got serious and started making plays the first game I got on on the field. And uh, just went all the way to the cup from there, man, and won it. It was a great experience. Yeah, Dante, yeah well, Dante Marsh is a good friend of the show. We've had him on multiple times, and I've known him pretty pretty good. I ha I got his jersey in the frame in the other room and been been big fans of his for a long time. Great guy. Oh, you gotta get my jersey up there. Come on now. Hey, we that's right. I'm that's pretty right. sure I'm pretty sure I have your autograph somewhere. I just gotta find it. I have a whole box of like BC Lions autographs. I just gotta go through it one day. But Yeah. Pretty sure. So do you uh, get to the practice? Do you go to the practices? The well, BC Lions practices? Yeah, we yeah. we we've been out there a few times, yeah. And I go I go out there to watch as well and I mean, I used to know Cato that was out there. Yeah. Rest in peace, Cato. Yeah, of course. Cato always made sure my jersey and my everything was right. My cleats, my gloves, my towel. And he always, hooked, he always hooked me up with all the stuff whenever I came out there. Dante introduced me, and then uh, from there on, it was I talked to Cato, and yeah, I come out there. I got a sweater. I got a nice BC Lions helmet right behind me here. And it's signed yeah. by the whole team. Yeah, yeah. Peter always took you, care of everybody. Uh, I always considered you like the best celebration guy in uh, the CFL as well. Uh, you you kind of were like the Ocho Cinco of the CFL. 
what celebration of yours was your favorite? The Spider-Man? Was it the Michael Jackson? You know what? Anytime you score a touchdown in professional sports is a special moment because it's hard to do. And I think I finished number five or eight in all times in touchdowns, yeah. in all time touchdowns yep. receiving. And yep. uh, it's hard to do, but my my signature pose, the pose, yeah, the, the pose in the end zone, That's, the end zone pose, yeah, 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 yeah. You see, people don't know where that come from. I'm a basketball player at heart. I love. I play basketball to this day. Uh, like I'm a three point shooter, I go to I get buckets. I'm an all time assist leader in my high school. Um, but that's the Jordan pose. People don't know that's the Jordan yeah. pose. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't. I never made a pitch to Jordan because no football players ever did the Jordan pose. So I never made a pitch to him. But maybe we should reach out to him and say, "Hey, you know, this yeah. is Jordan pose football." Because yeah, you we- see football players wearing Jordan cleats, Jordan gloves, Jordan towel. You know. It's, that's just the way it is. You got everybody wears Jordans, you know. And that pose right there is just—it's called the pose. I always remember—I uh, always remember that one. And of course, G. Roy's Superman. But yeah, yeah. And see, I used to get fined a lot. Of course, I remember all that. Code, my touchdown celebrations. Oh, yeah. and now you can do whatever you want in the end zone. They let you do. <laughs> you can drive a car in the end zone if you want to. Yeah, now. they had the snowmobile <laughs> one. They, they remember they had the bobsled or something at one time. I'm seeing yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember you used to always get fines and shit for just celebrating. Man, I got <laughs> fined four thousand dollars one time for the Spider-Man mask. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> I mean, I got I got fined thirty five hundred for taking my shoulder pads off and doing the Michael Jackson celebration. <laughs> Rest in peace, Michael Jackson. You know that is so I took my cause Michael Jackson died that week, right? And I was like, yeah, man, you yeah. know what? My my uncle died and Michael Jackson died the same the, the same day. And I and I said I got a celebration that nobody ever did. So I did I scored. I scored a touchdown. Give me my props. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It wasn't hard. It wasn't easy to score a touchdown against that tough defense. Otis Floyd, Kidney, Tisdale. I mean, come on. They, Is there had Joaquin Bradley? You had the boys over there. So when I scored, I was like, man, this is the perfect moment. Took the pads off, laid in the end zone, buried me in the end zone because that's where I be at. And people didn't understand it. And then when the camera came over to me, I said, rest in peace to my Uncle Jack and rest in peace to Michael Jackson. And then the cameras. Man, the media was crazy at practice the next day. Bart Andrews, he didn't know what to do. He was like, "Yeah, get him out of here. I don't. I can't take this." <laughs> he was in the NFL because you know he came from Jacksonville Jaguars, so he thought he could bring that Tom Coughlin mentality up here and bully people around. Traded <laughs> <laughs> me to Hamilton. Do you have a? Favorite? And then we then we beat Hamilton in the Labor Day. That was amazing. <laughs> that was good. Do you have and we beat Toronto? Do you have a favorite stadium you've ever played in or a dream one that you never got to play in? Yeah. Okay. So my favorite stadium to play at is in Edmonton, Edmonton Commonwealth. Because it reminds me of Arrowhead Stadium a little bit. Okay. And I love okay. Arrowhead Stadium. I love Arrowhead Stadium for so many reasons. Because I'm from there, yep. played there. I know a lot of people that played there and lived there. And I was also number one on Madden for two years <laughs> playing with the Chiefs. 
the you know the Madden with OBJ on the front. Yeah, okay. yeah. Madden sixteen, I think. Yes, yeah, yeah. I know. I was exactly number one in the about. world for two years in a row. Really? Holy shit! That's crazy. Oh, X, Xbox One, yeah. Wrath on Wrath on Wrath. That was my 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 player name. So wow. we used to be on the so the top ten players. We would all get on the mic at like nine ten at night and just have games and battle each other. Not for money, just for bragging rights and talking. Like, where are you from? I'm like, man, I'm way up here in Canada beating up on y'all. Yeah. <laughs> so, That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, man. But uh, but you know what? I'm currently playing in a touch football league out here in Edmonton. Okay. So I had a game yesterday. Y'all want to hear my stats? <laughs> yeah. What would you do? Tear it up? So I had three, ca- three touchdowns, nine catches, 150 yards. And uh, wow. the week before that, I had uh, two touchdowns, two interceptions, one to the house. <laughs> you know, those kind of stats kind of sound like you could make a comeback. <laughs> you, you, still, you still can't be stopped. And look at all your receptions. You still <laughs> Man, yeah, you, you know what? Come back, come if I seen Tom Brady out there, I'm like, you know what? Tom Brady out there with a size 17, he got turned 44 years old. I'm like, I got to come back out, man. And I'm really feeling <laughs> Yeah, those, <laughs> those really kind of. With those kind of stats, you could definitely play for the Red Blacks still. Man, I'm telling you, I know <laughs> the head coach of the Red Blacks. Yeah. So anyway, okay. I'm currently this is this is what I'm currently doing. If you can read that, can you read that? Yeah. Yeah. Director of International Scouting for Air Sports and Entertainment. Right on. Yeah. So I do uh I work with uh NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball to get players placed like I got a couple guys now that's looking to get in the CFL. I got a quarterback, a linebacker. So I call these teams. Like, I have a connection with the CFL. I can call Neil McAvoy. I can call uh, other teams in the league and say, I have a player that's looking to get placed. Uh, what do you need? What do you not call Winnipeg and told them? Uh, Red Blacks, the Argonauts, the Elks, uh, even the Rams. NBA, when it starts, I'll be able to contact these teams. They represent these players, not as an agent, but as a, as a scout for players to get them on different teams. That's what I'm currently doing now. So That's it's like sweet. Op- well, so it's like opening doors for, to, for the introducing them to the right people, like an A and R. Yeah, in a, in a sense. But what I'm doing is, uh, so I would say you're a player. I'd say, hey, Big Mike, uh, the Blue Bombers are interested in you. Are you looking to come with our company? We can get you representation. All you got to do is go play ball. Well, of course, we'll get our percentage, but we'll make sure you're on the right team and the right fit for you. you know, okay, so we'll okay. Have, so- we'll, have, we'll have a full group for you, an agency. We'll have agents. We'll have a marketing team. We'll have a sponsorship team. Uh, and we'll have myself who will make the calls to different teams to try to get you on with your bio. And then we'll have an agent. Right now, that's room, awesome. I'll be I'll be in the room with all these guys to say, "Hey, let's let's get another ten thousand if we can for him instead of you know ninety thousand, you know, something like that's that." That's right. So, that's right. That's a yeah, good idea because I know I like what it that. feels. I know what it feels like to be a player, and you know, you're looking for that right agent. You're looking for that right. His timing's everything. And that kind of sounds like the show Ballers. 
I heard about that show. I never watched it. I never got into oh. that stuff for some okay. reason. I just and you know, if you're gonna it. be if you're gonna be looking for lots of talent, head down to IMG. It's a school down there in Florida. We interview a lot of these football prospects that are all going in the next dra draft or the one after that, and they're all coming out of IMG. It's this academy in Florida. Now is that yeah, is, get, a, is a camp out there or what is it? A school? No, it's, it's an act, it's an actual school. It's uh, IMG. It's uh, down in Florida. It's an academy. It's based just for football, I believe. Yeah, they and, take the uh, best yeah. players from around the yeah, country. Yeah, they Yep, it's stacked. Okay. And like uh, just this last year's NFL draft, there was like nine players selected in the first couple rounds that were all uh, from IMG originally. Okay. So that's what okay, we've been yeah. trying to do. We've been trying to get all the prospects from football. Uh, that way we can have one day all the draft. When all our players watch our, all our interviews get drafted over the years. Yeah. And then we do the yeah. same thing with hockey. Hockey, we, ha we just had the NHL draft was just last month, and we had 56 players. that We had 56 interviews that got drafted this year. Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. This is uh, so do you have season tickets to the Canucks? I do, yeah. And oh, Mike, yeah. Mike, Mike comes to a lot of them. I got Lions season tickets too, but. So if you have season tickets with a team and they're playing on the road, do you still have your tickets where they work on the road? No, no. No. That would be awesome, no. though, but you'd have to travel with the team. Well, like, for example, if the Canucks and the Oilers play, and I'm here in Edmonton, could, would you come down to the game and no, use your season no. tickets? You can't do that, right? No, no, no I wish. Yeah. I wish. Uh, that'd be that'd be pretty awesome. You could just like travel with the team everywhere. Yeah, I mean you're a season ticket holder, why not? Yeah, I know. know. We only <laughs> only season ticket holder is the uh it's for the obviously the home games. Yeah, I know, I know, but still you still represent them on the road. That's that's yeah. when you come together with the other fans. You when they when we that's on the right. road, you like, hey man, that's right. Crucial for us right now. We're on the road. It's yeah. just us and against everybody right now. There's, there's, cer <laughs> yeah. there's certain stadiums you don't go into wearing the other team's clothes. <laughs> and definitely Buffalo, Buffalo Bills. I would probably say Arrowhead. Seahawks aren't very good at that either. And definitely the uh, Raiders. The old, oh, Oakland, yeah. old Oakland Raiders. Yeah. Hey, I like Seattle, I actually. I'm sure it's a touchy subject, but what I, what happened to the, the other ring? What, where where did it get stolen or when? Oh man, so we won the I won the ring in 2004. We got our rings the following season, and I came up to have an event in Toronto in Mississauga. It was called the D Martini Bar near Square One, and I had 150 people there for my event. It was my event. And I passed my ring around. I said, you know, all the Bruce's ring, check it out. He just got his ring. And at the end of the night, I'm like, bro, where is my ring at? Fuck. And it didn't, and it never showed up since 2006 or five. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, bro, it was all in the pills and the paper and everything. It was on the news. It was a big deal. Wow. Wow. And I told oh, the owner what happened. I couldn't do nothing. Cause huh. I think I think another I think there was two more players that lost their rings that year too. Something happened. You know, oh, Mike wow. Mahalik, Mike Mahalik. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and uh, R.J. Soward, I think rings were taken. Oh. Okay, yes. okay. 
Hey, uh, Arlen, I just want to thank you uh, very much uh, for taking the time for us today and coming on. Obviously, you know, we're big fans of you. We love watching you play here, even though it's a little short stint. It's too bad it couldn't have been a longer stint. Uh, we appreciate you taking the time for us, and uh, we'd love to get on some of your players that you're scouting now, and we'd love to get the kid on someday. Yeah, if you can put the word out, if the players are looking to take their talents to the next level, if they're in college or if they're looking for representation or if they're looking to get from one team to another team or if they're looking to go pro in football, basketball, baseball, I'm here to help them do that. Perfect. And, awesome. uh Another note, I invented a casino game. I'll talk to you about that another time. Maybe you can be an investor. Hey. Oh, I, really? I'm always, I'm, looking, I'm always looking for ways to make money. Yeah, this is a multi-million dollar game that I invented. Oh, okay. right on. What's it called? <laughs> Can't tell it's you. It's called you, Recon. You okay, okay, okay. So, sorry, I, oh, was you, I, I was talking. Can you say that again? Recon. Oh. Poker okay. backwards. Oh, okay, okay. I'll have to check it out. Okay. It's not out yet. I'm the inventor. Okay. Oh, so okay. my game, the burn cards are in play. I'll hold them. They've never been in play for 50 years. I got them in play now. Oh. Okay. Nice, nice. Yeah. So, so we can solid. sign a non-disclosure, and I can break it all down to you. We can take it to another I know, level. right? I don't want to – I'm working on getting a utility patent here in the next couple of weeks, in the next couple of okay. months. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So hey, I really uh, appreciate y'all having me, man. This is amazing. Looking for the most beers on tap? Great steaks, great staff. Head over to the John B. Pub. We got the best beers, steaks, chicken wings, nachos in town. Come see us at the John B. Pub. The John B. Pub, the best bar in town. Come sign up for our football pool. Say hey, sent you.